You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. So you think you've got what it takes to join the Alliance. Can you say the same thing when you're pitted against the Emperor's legions of stormtroopers, led by his Sith Enforcer Darth Vader? Mind you, this is the Empire that wiped out the Jedi Order and took over the Republic in a near-perfect coup. The course you will take is a dangerous one, and we are vastly outnumbered. We need beings of courage, intelligence, and strength of will. Commanders Michael Cohen and Matthew Frankie are waiting to debrief you. As veterans of the Clone Wars, they are some of the best. They even survived the Jedi Purge. You are fighting for freedom and hope now. So go on, get moving. Oh, and Rookie. Welcome to the Rebellion. Welcome back, Star Wars fans, to the Rebels podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Star Wars Rebels animated series. This is episode 10 for season three, recapping the Star Wars Rebels episode entitled Visions and Voices. If you're checking us out for the first time, I am your co-host, Matt the Crankster Cranky, and let me welcome in the creator of the Rebels podcast and the Thunderquack podcast network. That's my friend, Mike Cohen. What's up, Mike? Hey, hey. So we're uh, we're here. We did it. Uh, uh, tomorrow is <laughs> Rogue One. Uh, yes. if, if you're listening to this, you'll be listening to this on Wednesday. Um, as like that's the day that we'll be releasing this, and uh, yeah, that'll be the day that Rogue One comes. A uh, day before Rogue One comes day out. So, four. yeah, um, lots of people have already seen it. Many, <laughs> know, many people crazy? have already seen it. All <laughs> sorts of people. of people got invited to the red carpet premiere, but we did not. No. Um, but that's okay. We talked about that last week. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll forgive that. <laughs> I, uh, I guess this yeah, time. For right? now, you this know. time. Hey, episode eight is coming next December. We'll, uh, we'll work on that. Look, um, I'm just going to say it right now. When those Obi-Wan Kenobi movies do eventually happen, I expect an invitation. <laughs> okay. For sure. Because for sure. I, know, there is nobody else on the internet. Like I'll give a lot of other people a lot of credit for other things. There's nobody else on the internet in podcasting, um, in the fan community. I think that's a bigger Obi Wan Kenobi Obi-Wan fan than me. Yeah, so I can see that. Yeah, definitely for I sure. Challenge anyone. I, I can vouch for that. <laughs> hey, let's. Uh, we got a Rebels recap to do on Visions and Voices. Yes. Yeah, the, uh, the last episode for this year. But before that, we do that. Just a couple of quick things in the news. Always on the move. Force is strong as well. Now, here's the latest from a galaxy far, far away. Right away, sir. So, Mike, uh, one thing before we get to a couple the couple items. I know there yeah. was some housekeeping stuff you wanted to mention on the front of this episode. We normally mention some stuff on the end, but go ahead. You wanted to talk about uh, a couple of things. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, show. we've got some we got some cool new stuff in the store. Um, which I, you know, I, I, our store.thunderquack.com launched 
ooh, what was that? Like back in like September, October, I think like October, mm-hmm. um, just after the season started for Rebels and, and Arrow. Um, and so we've got a lot of really cool stuff up there. Um, store.thunderquack.com. Uh, it's all run through Redbubble. And so um, what that means is that everything is kind of print on demand. Right. So you go on there. There's a couple of Rebels designs. There's a couple of um, uh, Quiver ones. There's a, a design for Star Wars The Saga Continues that mm-hmm. I think that our Rebels listeners uh, might be fans of. Um, but yeah, head there and check that stuff out. So you you don't it's not just T-shirts. OK, like that's the most important thing here is that you can get all sorts of stuff. Um, I got, so I, I, one of the reasons why I wanted to mention it is that a, it just launched and mm-hmm. B, uh, you can, uh, you can now get the new Kanan design that I did, which, uh, which is the symbol that's on Kanan's shoulder, uh, armor from mm-hmm. season one and two. Um, and we've got that on, uh, like just sort of that design. And so you can get it on a t-shirt, you can get it on, uh, an iPhone, well, not an iPhone, any phone case. Um, you could get it on a pillow if you wanted to. You could get it on a notebook. Um, I got it on a T-shirt and and uh, an iPhone case, and uh, and I'm really happy with them. I'm rocking my iPhone case right now, um, nice. and I'm very happy with it. Uh, I will. I haven't decided whether or not I'm gonna wear it to Rogue One or not. Um, you know, the ghost showing up in that trailer makes me kind of want to do it. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I, I did that yeah. I got the t-shirt and I know a couple other people have so far. Um, and I got mine and the t-shirt, the print job on it, you can't make out any of the detail on the design. So like the, the, just cause I made it too light, it's too subtle. Mm. Um, so the, the part that says the rebels podcast is it doesn't show up at all. So I need to fix that. And I will, um, probably, probably around the same time that I released this episode, but, uh, but my shirt, uh, I, and actually I think that Matt Campbell, he got it as well. And, and from the picture that I saw, his shirt was better. His shirt was a little bit more like you could actually see it, but I got it on the green and the, the rebels logo doesn't rebels podcast logo doesn't quite show up. But um, but it will for for other people when they get theirs. Um, hmm. Okay. But the quality of the T-shirt itself is super super good. It's a really so I recommend getting the tri blend green for the Canaan shirt because mm-hmm. that's sort of the the color. It's the right color for uh, uh, you know the sort of that motif right for his armor and everything. Um, but you can get it on any kind of shirt you want. You can get hoodies. You can get all sorts of stuff. And it's really cool stuff. Um, it's really nice quality. Like I said, I got the iPhone case as well, and I'm really happy with that. Um, I've got stickers on the way, but they haven't shown up yet. Um, but you can do that by heading to store.thunderquack.com. And it, it's through Redbubble, so I don't control when the sales happen. Um, I'm not able to say like, oh, well, you know, like this sale's going on right now. Like, like I'm not able to, to set that up or give you guys coupon codes specifically. Um, but Redbubble will send coupon codes my way every once in a while. So keep an eye on the Facebook pages um, for both Thunderquack and, and Rebels podcast and all that. Um, and and like I, I'll notify when there's a big sale happening, I'll notify everybody so that that people know but the easiest way to do it is to actually just go 
to Redbubble or to go to store.thunderquack.com and actually like create an account and sign up for the uh, the newsletters that they do. Like make sure that you've opted into the emails mm-hmm. because like I swear once a week they send out a deal. So right now I think even I I, I don't know if it'll still be going on. Um. I should have checked yeah. beforehand, but yeah, deal right now. We have a deal going right now. I think so. <laughs> I don't know if it'll still be going on as of Wednesday, but I remember getting an email yesterday or the day before. Uh, they've definitely oh, they've got like their little notice for for shipping. That might have been one of the emails, but but like they always like they constantly have deals. Um, yeah. So yeah, you can you can get deals almost any time. Um, so definitely do that. Definitely uh, check it out and uh, and 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 get get those emails so that you can get stuff at a discount. The, the discount, as far as I know, does not affect um, how much money we make. So uh, yeah, like it, it's it's a uh, it, it's a really great way to support the podcast, um, and you get some cool stuff in the process. Of course, you can also. You know, I, I continue to support us through Patreon, patreon.com slash thundercrack as well. Um, and uh, one of the things that through that, uh, this will be the last piece of housekeeping, is that Matt and I will be doing a, um, a Rogue One uh, spoiler cast. Yes. Just Matt and I on the exclusive Thunderquack podcast. So the the way to get that is by going to patreon.com slash thunderquack and supporting us at the one dollar level. And so here's I'm gonna let you guys in on a little secret. Uh Matt and I'll probably record that. I don't know, we haven't really discussed it. Maybe over the weekend, maybe maybe uh next week, sort mm-hmm. of during our regular Rebels uh recording uh time period. I don't know. We'll figure that out off air. But um all you got to do, like, when that gets released, all you have to do is just, like, go sign up for this month. Uh, I pay the $1. You can download it. And then if you really, really want to, just unsubscribe, I guess. Like, like cancel your your pledge uh, before next month, and, and you'll get that for a dollar um, if you really want to do that. But we do podcasts every month exclusive ones through Thunderquack that I host. And we have all sorts of different guests. You can go back and you can listen to the back catalog as well. Um, And I think it's well worth the dollar a month because you also get into the Facebook group and uh, and you can get in there and chat with us. Um, And and I think that's a pretty good value for a dollar. So, um, you know, I I might be a little bit biased on that, but... You know, I, I think it's a pretty good deal. So, uh, is, so yeah, is. definitely check that out. Um, if you want, like like I said, it's an exclusive. If you want to hear what Matt and I thought of Rogue One in depth, you know, like you'll hear smatterings of it on, on Rebels podcast and you might hear uh, hear us talk on some other podcasts. Um, you never know yeah, uh, yeah. what else is going on. But if you want, if, if you want to get like the in-depth nitty gritty, that's going to be the only way to get it from us. Now, that's not to say that there won't be a free spoiler cast for Rogue One as well, because there is, uh, that Tim, Kyle, and Jason will be doing over on YouTube. Um, and you can you can find that by going to facebook.com slash... Is it just slash Thunderquack? Um, I, or going to thunderquack.com 
uh, I don't. I should really know the Thunderquack. Yeah, it's just Facebook.com slash Thunderquack. Yeah, and, it just shows uh, up on my YouTube feed, so I don't even know. Yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah, or you can just subscribe to us on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Thunderquack Podcast Network, which I know is a bit of a mouthful, but um, but heading there, you can definitely get access to that um, that spoiler cast live on YouTube Friday at seven p.m. PST. Uh, and then afterwards, like you can go back and you can watch the YouTube anytime you want. If you want that in MP3 format, that's another one of our perks over on Patreon. So, um, patreon.com slash thunderquack, check that out. See if it's worthwhile for you. Uh, if it's not, it's all good. Continue to enjoy all of our content for free. Uh, we don't mind, you know, you just, that just means that you're a freeloader and, uh, you know, you, you just gotta, <laughs> you just gotta live with yourself. Uh, but, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, if you want that exclusive stuff, uh, you can definitely get that, um, by hitting patreon.com slash thunderquack. And, uh, and if you want to buy some cool rebels podcast or just all of the podcasts, there's also stuff for arrow, there's stuff for Riverdale gang, there's stuff for which Riverdale Gang has launched, by the way. So go to RiverdaleGang.com um, and check that out because they've they've launched their they've kind of got a little snippet episode and then their first episode um, up on on it's on iTunes now as well. So so go check that out. But but yeah, there's all sorts of stuff over at store.thunderquack.com um, and you know thunderquack.com. Go check that out. Check out the other podcasts. So that's usually stuff that we do at the end of the episode. But I know that not everybody listens all the way through that. So putting it right at the front. Just you know, we're not going to do this all the time. So just bear with us when we do try and sell you on some of the other stuff that we're doing <laughs> around here. I know not all Star Wars fans are going to be into everything else that we do, but I think that there's enough crossover um, just in general geekdom. Uh, that you know if you're a doctor who fan if you're an x-files fan um all sorts of stuff uh that we've got going on on thunderquack so check it all out but that's that's it that's all the housekeeping well that's the housekeeping good stuff there mike and i gotta get over there and get myself some swag now that you talk about it Um, i'm waiting for the hoodies to go on sale again so that i can get myself yeah definitely i think i'm gonna get the rebels podcast the the phoenix because there's the Phoenix design that we did at Star Wars Celebration back in 2015 yes. uh, that you can get, and yeah. you can get it on anything that you want. And then there's the Kanan design. Um, and I think the next one's going to be the J guys. Uh, and then and then I think I, I don't know. I haven't picked one from from Sabine's armor yet. I got, I'm going to take a look. There's so much to <laughs> to oh, choose man. from yeah. with Sabine's armor, yeah. but I definitely want to do that. I want to do Ezra's logo that's on the back of his hoodie or his hoodie, his vest, um, and I want to do that symbol that's on the the new Phantom. You know, that's on the fin. I just haven't been able to find oh, a good yeah, a yeah. good reference for it yet. But I'm but I'm kind of actually, you know what? I bet I can probably find it at StarWars.com. Uh, anyways, yeah. yeah, that's all. Yeah, good stuff. Yep, that's definitely all. getting a sweatshirt, especially this time. Of- here good stuff by the way you're waiting in line for uh your third or fourth uh time at rogue one hey yeah. nothing will yeah. keep you warmer than that uh, hey some stuff going on in rebels though uh some a couple more titles of course we know we're yeah. getting the ghost of uh geonosis coming up two-parter coming up uh on january 7th but they gave us a couple of other titles one's uh, on january 14th we're getting warhead an interesting title and on january 21st mm-hmm. trials 
of the Dark Saber. So Interesting. we'll talk about the Dark the Dark Saber in this episode, as a yes. matter of fact. But it looks like we're going to go back to that uh, towards the end of January. So that's what's coming up uh, in Rebels. Uh, as far as the the show, uh, after we come back from the uh, break, and then the last thing, of course, is like you said, Mike, in the intro, uh, seems like everybody's seen Rogue One already. A lot of uh, positive stuff coming back. You know, we got a bunch of tweets that came out from everybody from the live uh, carpet. I happened to watch mm-hmm. that. It was a cool time. You know, watching everybody go through and everybody talk about some of this. It showed some new stuff as far as behind the scenes footage. I enjoyed the. Um, section on Alan Tudyk and, and how he prepared for the role and did the role. He was actually running around the stilts, which was kind of cool. I didn't know he did that. Yeah. So yeah. he was there the whole time doing dialogue and everything. So that was really neat to see. And then I heard John Noel talk about one thing that also stuck in my mind was John Noel's talking about how one scene or one small portion of this movie is about almost two years of of him kind of and the, and the crew kind of not struggling over it, but yeah. just to make it work, he, I, that just stood out. You know what? Head. I'm gonna. I'm it's gonna. Like, Whoa! I know what that is. I think. Yeah, I think I know what it is too. I think I know what it is too. Uh, so that makes me. That makes me pretty psyched up to. Yeah, for sure. To see, I've heard like some crazy stuff about the third act of this is just gonna blow everybody away. Um, and and I did. I have heard a couple of Star Wars fans that have seen it have said, you know, it's it's not. Um, they gave it like a, like a score of a zero to a hundred. A couple of guys that I tend mm-hmm. to watch a lot, they gave it like an 80, uh, 89. Okay. And they said this middle part kind of is kind of slow, but the third act is goes crazy. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna use that and kind of temper my uh, excitement. But man, I've heard some great stuff about the mm-hmm. uh, the movie though as a whole, and uh, I think they um, sounds like they did what they wanted to do with this new Star Wars story, the first one to go yeah. off. You know, and they they did a fantastic job. So, uh, any any um, thoughts on the premiere, Mike? The rogue, the live carpet stuff. No, you know, I it yeah. was it was really interesting. It was really cool. Um, yeah, I I really it's it's now that's like a holiday tradition for me now. I I watch the uh, the the red carpet while I'm while I'm putting up the Christmas tree, um, yeah. getting it ready, not decorating it with the ornaments, but just sort of getting it up and getting lights and stuff on it. Yeah. So that's my uh, that's been the last two years. So hopefully next year I can do the same thing. Yeah. Um, you know, awesome. I, and then hopefully when I break that tradition, it'll be because we got invited to a red carpet and we're <laughs> in Los Angeles, uh, uh, walking the red carpet as well. But yeah. who knows? Maybe one day. Yeah. I pretty cool help. stuff, can, man. Uh, yeah. Pretty cool stuff. We're almost there. So with that, um, let's, uh, finish up this, uh, year's rebels and uh, talk about visions and voices. Here we go. Cool. Defeat an enemy, you must know them. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Caravan. Now it's time for the Rebels recap. Rebels! Yeah! All right, Mike, here we go. Visions and voices. Harrison Dula briefs the Lothal Rebels, Rex, and members of the Phoenix Squadron on a windy day at Chopper Base on the planet Atalon. Ezra Ridger is listening to the briefing when he hears Maul calling out to him. Ezra's mission is to collect intelligence on Star Destroyer positions, TIE Fighter patrol routes, and transport movements. While Hera is listening, Ezra sees Maul walking among a group of rebel soldiers. Kanan Jarrus senses his apprentice's unease and asks him if something is wrong. Ezra insists that he is all right, but says he saw something. 
At that point, Ezra hears Maul's voice growing louder and sees Maul walking behind a pilot. When Kanan asks Ezra what he sees, the boy turns around only to find an apparition of Maul staring at him. Frightened, Ezra faints and falls into the conference table. Later, Ezra awakes in his quarters. He is startled by Kanan, but his master reassures him that he is safe. Ezra recalls that Maul uttered his name and was standing right behind him. After Ezra and Sabine leave, Kanan and Hera talk in private. Kanan thinks that Ezra was affected by the last vision with Maul and that it is not over yet. So, Mike, we open up on Chopper Base. Uh, Hera yes. is going over. Uh, she's going over you know, a mission to uh, strike the, uh, the uh, factory on Lothal. So, uh, and, and Ezra, as a matter of fact, was supposed to, we talked about him doing missions and, and, and Zeb had to do one last week. Well, it's Ezra's turn again. She puts him in charge of this, this mission that was going to happen. But if, like we like we said here, he starts hearing and, and seeing Maul, which is interesting. Um, mm -hmm. It kind of reminded me a little bit of, you know, Empire Strikes Back when Luke's hanging off the ledge and, uh, you know, Leia's in a falcon and she turns it around because she kind of senses, she kind of hears and senses the force. And at that point, yeah. we didn't know. But this is definitely my, a force connection between Maul and Ezra. You know, they had the, um, the connection that they had in the Holocrons of Fate. Uh, where they actually open the holocrons together, so now they're kind of linked now. So they have this cool force connection. Yeah, so, for sure. uh, and then Kanan knows that this is just the beginning, and and you know Maul is there for a reason. So um, I don't know what you think about this uh, this intro about him seeing the the ghosts. I mean, I'll t I think Maul is Maul is obviously on the planet, so maybe that he's closer, he's able to see things. I don't know. What did you get from it, Mike? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, I think the visions were, were, um, obviously like it's force enabled, right? It's, it's, and yeah. it's part of the connection with the holocrons, um, because the holocrons were destroyed while the two of them were linked. It, it causes this connection between them. Right. Yeah. Um, so like, that's the biggest part of it. And so it doesn't really need to, I don't know that there needs to be too much logic behind it because it is, so force based right um so it's i think it's very similar to obi-wan sometimes appearing as a ghost and sometimes just a voice voice and that sort of thing like it is kind of whatever the the force allows it to be um yeah but i i it's possible that maul was controlling it to a certain degree it's possible that as ezra was getting those visions maul was somewhere getting visions of ezra Hmm, and so that's yeah. why he that's why he came to him on on chopper base right mm -hmm. um so i like i i think that might be a little bit more of what was going on than uh than than maul's proximity triggering the visions um i think i think it it, it might have been the other way around but i could be wrong you you might be right it might have been it might have been that maul was sort of probing to try because maul's out there trying to figure out you know, uh, what's going on. Right. And, uh, and it may have been that, that he finally found the right, the right spell to mm -hmm. get what he wanted. And so he was, yeah, well, that's actually just to track down Ezra. You just said spell and maybe, maybe yeah. it's something that he cooked up on, on Dathomir, which we'll get to later. Yeah. Could um, be. To, could to be. find, cause, cause they really don't explain how he found, um, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think back on yeah. the other episodes. Does he know that they're on? 
I mean, he obviously will get to a part where he knows about, you know, the rebel base uh, now that he's yeah. there. But does he know that beforehand? God, I got to go back. And, no, and he kind of he kind of he kind of implied that he was able to discern the location of the base because mm-hmm. of his connection to Ezra. OK, so it's his connection. OK. Yeah. yeah. Or that like yeah. he saw it when they were in the other in the Holocron, or something right? like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that he was able to to catch glimpses of it and figure it out. That's right. That. That's right. That's right. So he's able to. It's, yeah. So I, I think it's very similar to like Maul is not a young man at this point, right? Like, no. Like yeah. if you if you like we're now at this point probably two or three years away from a new hope, um, and you think about who Obi Wan Kenobi is at this point. And you line that up to who Darth Maul is at this point. Like, like I think one of the things is because of the way that Darth Maul looks, because of the tattoos, because he's an alien and because it's a cartoon, mm-hmm. um, I think that we might be losing a little bit of the fact that Maul is older. He's significantly older, right? If Obi-Wan is in his, I mean, like, I, I don't know, I'd have to do the math on it. But Obi-Wan's got to be in his 60s in A New Hope, right? Yeah. So that puts Darth Maul at least in his 60s. And yes, you know, maybe his Iridonian Zabrak genetics are very different and maybe he ages at a different rate. I I don't want to get into all of that because I don't know. But um, I'm going to guess that because they're near human, that that they have a near human lifespan as well and all that sort of thing. Um, But I, I think that... Regardless of that, the age and the wisdom that comes with that age is is going to be about the same. So we look at Obi-Wan Kenobi in this era as being very wise and very powerful and very knowledgeable in the Force. Mm-hmm. Obviously, to the degree that he's able to um, maintain his, his identity when he becomes one with the Force. Well, Darth Maul, likewise, has been studying and biding his time and trying to figure out a way to get revenge on obi-wan kenobi this whole time so when he uses the holocron because you have to remember it was his idea in the first place he we're talking about a a jedi master level manipulator uh using the holocrons to do this and using using the force and using this night sister magic um, versus Ezra, who is a, a a child, right? I mean, he's a he's he's now a young teenager, but he was a a very very young teenager uh, when when that sort of first happened, right? Or not first happened, but when he sort of first met Darth Maul. So um, some time has passed, but but uh, the manipulation there mm-hmm. is all sort of. Um, Ezra has grown as a result of that, right? Like that's sort of, those are kind of the things that led to him becoming a little bit more of an adult than, than he was previously. But when he, when he interacted with Maul, even when he still continues to interact with Maul, he's still a a youngling, right? He's not even close to Jedi Knight status. Um, So, so you're talking about like a very big difference in, in their abilities to discern things and Maul, we're not seeing things from Maul's point of view particularly, right? That's not the story that we're getting right now. We're getting uh, the rebel story. And so we get Ezra's perspective on things and Ezra's perspective is going to be very limited Mm -hmm. as compared to Darth Maul's perspective, which is actually going to be pretty in depth. Um, And Darth Maul is actually going to know exactly what he's doing. Um, 
he might be a little bit nuts as as I think we get evidenced in this episode. And I think spending time on Dathomir has driven him that much further into insanity. Yeah. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in the upcoming episodes. But I think that Maul is able to manipulate these forces much better than Ezra. Yeah. Because Ezra, I think, is is very much like still trying to figure these things out and he's reacting as opposed to um as opposed to uh, planning right 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 like darth maul is is very much in control of the situation even like darth maul even has has canaan outclassed i think yeah um and it's, it's only it's only this it's this very sorry i keep interrupting you it's this very yeah. weird interplay between Kanan and Darth Maul. And I would say like, even like Darth Maul and all of the rebels. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think that, that Maul could wipe them out if he wanted to. Right. I think he got a little bit cocky at the Sith temple. And, and as a result, um, Kanan managed to get the upper hand on him in that moment. But I do think that Darth Maul has more, going for him than Kanan at the, at the moment as well. So, Oh, I think he's definitely holding back. Um, yeah. Like he, he, it's almost like he doesn't care, right? Like his, his motives are so outside the scope of anything that the rebellion cares about mm-hmm. that, that he's not worried about it, you know, like, yeah. and, and I don't think that Maul has aspirations for galactic dominance like he did before. I think he has a very single minded purpose and that is, the destruction of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then oh, to yeah. be perfectly honest, I think I think in Maul's ideal scenario they kill each other at the same moment. <laughs> right? That like and I think that what we will end up seeing is Maul dying at the hands of Obi-Wan Kenobi by the end of this storyline or, you know, God willing in a movie. Um that's my hope, yeah. Uh and and Maul being thankful or grateful for that, for mm-hmm. that release, right? Cause release, I, yeah. Because I think at this point, like he's tired. He's like he's 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 been through the ringer more times than he oh, can man. count. Yeah. Um, Darth Maul, I actually like. I mean, like, I know I've said this. I've said this on Rebels, and I said this repeatedly on Frontlines. Um. Darth Maul is a character that previously I could not have cared less about. I and I'm not kidding. Like 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 yeah, he looks cool. Yeah, he's got a double bladed lightsaber. Big deal. That's all he's got going for him. Um, there's nothing else with this character. And then he got brought into the Clone Wars, and it's like okay, he's starting to get interesting. And then he stuck around on the Clone Wars, and it was like okay, now I'm invested in this character because you've you've inexorably linked him with my favorite character in star Wars. Right. So like, yeah, like true. you've yeah. now made him the, uh, the Darth Vader to Obi, to my Obi-Wan, right? Like, 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 or I guess to the Luke Skywalker, right? Like you, you've, you've, you've created this great dichotomy with those two characters. They're, they're the flip sides of the same coin almost. Um, and, and then in rebels, they took that madness and violence a step further and showed us the, um, the, I don't even know what it is at this point. Like he's, 
he's not i mean obviously he's still a servant of the dark side that's that's not in question but I what, think you're, what, he just has different. He just has different um, motivations now. I yeah, mean, yeah. It's like it's 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 as opposed to the you know the clear cut rules between the Jedi and the Sith. It's like there's a line in the sand, right? And you don't cross mm-hmm. that line. And when you do, Anakin becomes Darth Vader, right? But with with where Maul is now, I feel is much more akin to um, to where. Yoda and Obi Wan are post Revenge of the Sith when they, especially Yoda, uh, based on you know like the 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 series finale of of the Clone Wars, where Yoda sort of kind of resigns himself and says like the Jedi Order has failed. It's already failed. We're doomed. We're destined to be destroyed by the Sith. Um, there's nothing I can do about it. Which in, like it just it leads so much into Revenge of the Sith and when he says you know like I failed to defeat. Palpatine, I'm going into exile because like the Jedi have had their time, right? Mm-hmm. And and I and I am of the opinion that both Obi Wan and Yoda, when they when they go into exile, they transcend the the Jedi order and the teachings of the Jedi, and they become more than that, right? Um, and obviously that's that's evidenced by them eventually becoming one with the Force, I. Uh, and they follow more down the path that Qui-Gon was on, right? Where it's, you know, the doctrine of the Jedi is not as important as the will of the living force. And I think that Darth Maul is actually in a weird way in the same place, but on the dark side, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're on the side of the light, but, but here's Maul on the side of the dark. And this represents, um, in these characters, the struggle that we saw on Mortis and sort of the, the, the deeper theological discussion about the force and whether or not, you know, is the dark side inherently evil? It's like, uh, and stuff that the Bendu has been saying, it's like the spiders, they attack you, but they attack you because it's in their nature. They don't want to do it. It's, it's just their way of life. Does that make them, evil no are they of the dark side yes right mm-hmm. like and i think that darth maul like i, I don't know that that wouldn't have been an important part of this season if we weren't supposed to be drawing that parallel to darth maul that like that is the way that dave filoni imparts this information to us right he's mm-hmm. gonna set that up at the beginning of the season with the bendu and then he's going to play that out with darth maul later in the season so I, like I think that that there's interesting stuff there to uh, to dig into. We've sort of the last few episodes we've just been kind of skating over the surface because they've been very surface stories. It's like this is the plot, this is what's going on, this is what happened in the episode, and then Darth Maul shows up, and now I can sink my teeth into it. So I'm kind of like, <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, sure. we've only done the first paragraph of the rundown, and I'm already on a on a. <laughs> Jedi philosophy, yeah, rant. yeah but it's. I think it's just because like we've been waiting, right? Like yeah, both both you and sure. I have been like salivating at the idea um, of a, yeah. of of getting into some deep uh, uh, Jedi lore and theology. Um, yeah, well, like you said, he's old, and and even yeah. we're said that he's something like like you said, he's around fifty to sixty years old, and mm-hmm. and like you said, he's just been through hell and back. I mean, this dude's been cut in half. He's yeah, been like sick. almost literally. Jeez, right? yeah. it's just been crazy. The the suffering that this guy has yeah. 
He's descended in and out of madness so many times, right? (laughs) And so I think he's almost got this relationship with his insanity that we see in this episode that Mm -hmm. um, he's kind of, they're kind of old friends, you know? Um, Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's such a cool dynamic. I mean, like, like I was saying, you took Darth Maul from a character that I couldn't care less about to one of my favorite Star Wars characters. Yeah. Um, and it's no different than the journey that Ahsoka went on. Um, Dave Filoni just, man, give him a flipping movie already. Right? <laughs> right? I know. He's at the premiere just like, hey, this is going to be my turn. You know, it's like, oh, man, you know, he just wants to. Right? I just yeah. like, like, man, I, I mean, like, on the one hand, I don't want him to go away from the animated stuff because the animated stuff is so good under his guidance on the other hand i want to see what happens when you let that man loose um and i i mean like i think he needs to not he doesn't need to stay in his wheelhouse i think it's a good idea to stay in the wheelhouse that he's in utilize his full skill set and make that movie an animated movie right but but like let him do something feature length let him do something let him sink his teeth into his own trilogy, you know? Like, you want... Look, I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to say this right now. And this is if this comes to fruition, you're welcome. Dave Filoni needs to be the one to do the Knights of the Old Republic movie trilogy. And that movie trilogy should be animated. Um, I, I think that, that you let him teach that lore... And I think that you avoid the confusion of like, this doesn't look exactly like Star Wars or this looks more like the prequels by making it an animated movie. And then it's like clearly differentiated from the live action stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I think that, I think that's the way you go. If I That'd was Kathleen Kennedy, that's what I would be exploring. Hey, I've heard stuff about it could go that way. So you never know as yeah. far as that time frame. So that'd yeah. be interesting. Um, Let's uh, continue. Mike, go ahead. Uh, and we'll yeah, talk so I got, about I've, I've been looking at. I'm looking at concept art. I actually, uh, <laughs> I'll give everybody an update. I found a nice high res in the in the behind the scenes photos on um, on StarWars.com of the of the emblem that's on the new Phantom. So uh, yeah. that's been acquired. I just need to to make it a fancy digital file uh, that I can blow up to put on a t-shirt and uh and we'll be off to the races cool um, but go. yeah so so that's just a quick update on that <laughs> uh here we, we're on the second paragraph right yes not too hard to figure out where we are uh <laughs> later the inventory droid ap5 mingles with chopper outside the vcx 100 light freighter ghost ap5 stops sabine from loading a shipment of explosives aboard the ship because he reasons they have enough while Sabine and Chopper quarrel, Ezra sees Maul mingling among the rebel troops and rushes to confront him. Ezra keeps hearing the Darksiders cackling laughter. Ezra then leaps over a starfighter and attacks a rebel trooper he mistakes for Maul. Uh, he attempts to strike Maul with his green lightsaber, but Kanan uses the force to restrain Ezra's arms. A distressed Ezra asks what is happening to him. Outside the ghost... Hera and Kanan meet to discuss Ezra's plight. Kanan assures her that he has got a plan and that Ezra will be fine. Um, so it's sort of, you know, the, the the stakes are getting raised here. Ezra is not yeah. just hallucinating Maul in general, but like actually seeing other people as Darth Maul. 
Yeah, that's crazy. That's it's like he's again consumed by yeah uh, by these visions, and uh, man, he almost kills that rebel. Yeah. Uh, the rebel. But the soldier. way that the way that Kanan stops him and just holds him back yeah. is so good. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So I, I, I don't again. I don't know why. I don't know if it's the fact that Maul is at this point. I think Maul is on the planet. He's um, mm-hmm. making his way over there, and if that has anything to do with him seeing him more or seeing him, I don't know. They never really explain that, and that's kind of up to your own interpretation, I guess. But uh, man, some serious powerful visions. Uh, we'll keep going. Kanan and Ezra ride the speeder bike into the wilderness to meet Bendu. Ezra recounts that the Darksider who wanted to join the Holocrons has resurfaced on Adalon. Ezra admits that he knew this was the price of his power and tells Bendu that the vision was incomplete because he uh, let go before the Holocrons could reveal all their secrets. Kanan and Ezra turn around to find Maul standing on top of the hill watching them. Maul remarks that this is a strange place and that the Empire will have a difficult time finding them due to Adalon's remoteness. Ezra and Kanan ignite their lightsabers, but Maul says that he did not come to fight, but to talk with his apprentice. Ezra asks Maul how he found them, and he explains that when Ezra abruptly severed their connection to the Holocrons, both of them learned fragments of each other's personal memories and knowledge, including the location of Chopper Base. So there's, Mike, what you are talking about. That's how he figured it out. Um, When Ezra asks Maul what he could get from sharing the information with him, Maul offers to keep the location of the rebel base a secret. Undaunted, Maul dares Kanan to strike him down and informs him that he has planted a homing beacon nearby. He warns Kanan that the homing beacon will alert the Empire to their rebel base should he die. Maul then tells Ezra that he has knowledge that is rightfully his and offers to trade knowledge that will allow Ezra to destroy the Sith. Despite disagreeing with Ezra's idea, Kanan reluctantly accepts it because they have no other choice. Like the location of our base. Yes. Very good. How you do learn fast, apprentice. Look, I I can't make sense of what I saw. I couldn't even describe it if I wanted to. That is why you need to come with me, so I can retrieve the answers which are just out of reach. So you get your answers, but what do we get out of it? I will keep your rebel base secret. No deal. You're not walking off this rock in one piece. I have planted a beacon nearby. Strike me down and it will activate, revealing your presence to the Empire. You have knowledge that is rightfully mine. I have knowledge that you want. The key to defeating the Sith. What I propose will satisfy us both. All right. Ezra. You're not doing this. He's going to expose Chopper Base. We'll move. Build a new base. <sighs> Maul won't hurt me, Kanan. He needs me. Besides, this might be our last chance to learn the secret of how we can destroy the Sith. <sighs> I do not like this. But we don't really have a choice, do we? I'm going to trust you on this. All right. We have a deal. Okay, Mike, as we got in that clip there, there's a couple things I want to ask you about. Um, I'll get to the Bendu in a second here, but this is, uh, you know, Maul, he's there. Um, he has a lot of information. He's, he's basically got them, you know, by the huevos. You know, there's nothing they can do. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he's, got, 
he's got all the power now and he wants Ezra to uh, to take his place as his apprentice. And and you talk about his you know, what is his deal? And he he has somewhat of connection. No, I'm not talking about the force connection, but there's something about Ezra that he just these two have something going here. And I think it's more on Maul's side because as we saw earlier in this program, you know, he tries to kill Maul. He thinks that the the pilot, the dock worker is actually Maul and he tries to kill him. So interesting little uh, dynamic going between those two. Um, but let me let me ask you about the Bendu. You know, we this the Clone Wars and this show has gone a little f- off the off the trail a little bit as far as the force and, and just the mystery of the force. And they're going kind of deep with the Bendu stuff and with the sun and with the Bendu now, I don't, he didn't do anything in this episode. Like they go to him and he doesn't give him any kind of clue whatsoever. So I'm thinking to myself, man, what is the purpose of the Bendu anymore? Like he, there, there's no help from him. What am I missing? Am I missing something here with the Bendu? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think that there was just a bit of a misdirect there that they were going to go back to the well and do the same thing again. But instead, you get the surprise of, no, Darth Maul's actually there, right? Yeah. So I think that's what's going on in that in that specific instance. But I think, like, the, the larger part of that is that the Bendu is neutral. He doesn't... Like he says, I, he's yeah, the one in the middle, true. right? Like, yeah, yeah, like I he forgot does, about that. Yeah. He doesn't really care about the light side or the dark side. That's not true. his concern, right? So so I think that's a little bit more of what's going on there with that specific character. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. That makes sense now that I think about it. Because initial, my initial reaction is like, why isn't he helping them? You know, yeah. It's like he's giving them no answers. He's got basically nothing to give them. And... But you're right. I mean, he is. He's the one in the middle. He's not really supposed to. I mean, he can help out. I mean, he's helped out before. Yeah. Um, somewhat in, in, in roundabout ways. But Well, and I think had Maul not shown up, I think that the Bendu might have, you know, intervened a little bit. But but he's not going to just give them the answers. That's, that's kind of the larger part of it, right? Yeah. He's not true. interested in just telling them how to solve their own problems. Yeah. He, yeah. Like, he'll give a little bit of guidance, but... Um, but at the end of the day, it's up to them to figure out yeah. what to well, do with that information, right? Yeah. Okay. That, that makes that makes a lot of sense now. So, and then, yeah, again, as you heard in the clip, there, Maul has you know, they, Maul and Ezra has have these separate pieces of information mm-hmm. that um, that they want to share, and you know, they each got these the, the different parts, and then now they want to share, and they want to reconnect so they can fill in kind of fill in the blanks, the missing pieces. Yeah. Um, and it kind of, like I said earlier, it kind of forces Kanan like he has to accept that there's really nothing he can do. So uh, go ahead, Michael, continue. Uh, yeah, Ezra departs with Maul in his gauntlet fighter. Kanan then rides his speeder bike back to Chopper Base where he finds Sabine monitoring the wristcom aboard the Phantom 2. Kanan and Sabine depart Adelon on the Phantom 2. Meanwhile, the Knight Brother arrives above the planet Dathomir, which Maul tells Ezra was his homeworld. When Ezra asks Maul where his family and people are, Maul responds that he is the last survivor and that his family were killed. When Ezra asks if the witch if these witches used the force, Maul explains that the Night Sisters depended on a connection to Dathomir and that they have to perform old magic. Maul explains that the only way to gain the knowledge they seek is to merge their minds together. Maul leads Ezra into a cave which is littered with objects that Maul has gathered to help him restore his old memories. 
He explains that these are artifacts from the past when his power was almost absolute. Ezra asks if the Darksaber is a lightsaber, and Maul replies that it is a unique object that his Mandalorian friend could explain better if she were there. So that's where we we uh, we get to glimpse the Darksaber again, which is going to be a part of this episode. It's going to yeah. play into it a little bit. Um, yeah. But more importantly, it's sort of setting it up for the future. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It's yeah. going to be an important... Obviously, we, we have an episode coming up in a few weeks. Yeah, it, Go Sorry, ahead, uh, no, no, go ahead. I was going to say, like, like you said, there's two, you know, it's, it's kind of cool. I'm watching intently as they go through his little lair there. I'm like yeah. trying to pick out things. And if, obviously the two most notable artifacts that are in this cave are, of course, the Darksaber and that picture of Satine. That yeah. was, that was, I was like, whoa, check this out. I mean, this is how, this is how uh, obsessed Maul is with Obi-Wan Kenobi, and we'll find out, of course, I, we get yeah, to the end, so, but he's so obsessed that he has a picture of Satine that he killed, you know, back in yeah. the Clone Wars. So Yeah, so one of, one of the things in that scene, actually, is that there's some Sith writing on the wall behind Darth Maul at one point, mm-hmm. and what that writing says is Kenobi. So, like, he is, like... Oh, he's, does it? Yeah, okay, he's obsessed. Like, okay. he's, like, straight up obsessed with obi-wan and that is the only thing that he cares about at the moment mm-hmm. um it's just finding a way to kill obi-wan kenobi um so yeah you know yeah. Th- there's only one way that this story is gonna go yeah and and just the fact that he's back on death mirror is like i kind of wondered at one point like where you know what is he where's he at where's he hanging out at is he just like flying around but no he's he's actually on death mirror i mean this is actually his you know, the Night Sisters and his family, like, as he says, as he walks on it. So that's where he's been kind of hanging out. And uh, we kind of, I kind of jumped over the Canaan thing where, like, obviously he's okay with it because uh, one of the reasons is he's kind of getting forced to be okay with his plan. But he's got a tracker on, he puts a tracker on Ezra, and that's another kind of safe way for him to, to let them go because he knows he's going to be able to track them. So, uh, near Maul tells Ezra that he has studied the ways of the Night Sisters and come up with a spell that suits their needs. This spell involves pouring magic water that focuses their power from the altar into glasses. Maul explains that they have to drink the potion in order to access this knowledge. Ezra insists that Maul go first. Maul complies and tells Ezra that he must drink all of the magic water for the potion to work. The water causes Ezra and Maul's eyes to turn a radiant green. Meanwhile, Kanan and Sabine land the Phantom II outside the cave. Sabine uses the wrist column to track Ezra and Kanan inside the cave. Back in the cave, Ezra and Maul's eyes shoot out radiant green beams of light. Maul asks where he is while Ezra uh, petitions for the knowledge to destroy the Sith. The beams of light form a green cloud. Maul says that he now understands while Ezra sees a familiar figure, but he can't remember his name. The visions stop and Ezra and Maul collapse from their exertions. Maul remarks that it ends where it began, and Ezra can't believe that this person is still alive. Where is he? I want to know how to destroy the Sith. planet 
with twin sons. He's alive. I, I, I can't believe he's alive. So, Mike, I know you're 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 chomping, man. You're chomping to talk about this. Yeah, scene. yeah. Uh, well, tell me what you think. Tell me what you think. Well, we know who that person is, right? <laughs> and and we yeah. we get the confirmation, uh, like flat out confirmation, a little bit later in the episode. But right. uh, yeah. but yeah, we all know who it is. We all know that it's Obi Wan Kenobi. I uh, so you know I'm I'm ecstatic. I can't wait. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I was thinking the same thing. Um, he, like we at this point we don't I mean we kind of know but when when Ezra says he's alive I'm thinking you know he doesn't know Kenobi I mean the one time that he he's actually Kenobi has been on the show uh, people might have forgotten this he's been a hologram on the rebels I believe it was the very first episode it was yeah uh, um, wasn't it yeah it's the yeah. it's the the close Spark of, the, of that sort of like opening mini movie yeah. Yeah. So Ezra's only seen him as a as a kind of a, a hologram or from the holocron, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So um, so we're definitely going to see him in there. I, he says he's alive. Um, of course, we know what Maul's talking about. He's talking about uh, the twin son. He's talking about Tatooine. So we get all this information. Uh, yeah. Well, when he right? says he says it ends where it began, right? Yeah. Which I, what a line, huh? Like, because that is where, like, Maul tracked them to Tatooine, and that's the first place that he fought uh, uh, Qui-Gon Jinn, right? So Yeah, yeah. So, well, that's yeah, what I was thinking. Is yeah. he's, he's talking about the key to destroying the Sith and and tying that in with where it all began. It's like that's the first time we meet Anakin Skywalker, yeah. uh, you know, the, the chosen one. Maul was right there. He was uh, actually going to take him out. You know, it's just, it's just all these things coming together. The movies, the story, the rebels. It's kind of interesting to, how they kind of tie all that in together. So, man, really great scene right there. Seeing them kind of share the vision and, uh, you know, hearing that he is alive. So mm-hmm. um, good stuff, man. Good stuff. We'll keep going. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, yeah. Suddenly the cave descends into darkness and Maul explains that it is time to pay their debt. Suddenly, the altar turns green, and the two see the spirits of two fallen night sisters. Maul explains that the spirits demand their flesh and blood as payment for their services, something that he neglected to tell Ezra earlier. At that point, Kanan and Sabine enter the room and run into the spirits. Despite Ezra's warning to stay back, the two fire their blasters uh, at the spirits who overwhelm and take possession of them. The Night Sister spirits possessing Kanan and Sabine attack Maul and Ezra with a lightsaber and blaster, respectively. The possessed Kanan and Sabine force Maul and Ezra into a corner. Unable to defeat the Night Sister spirits, Maul tells Ezra to follow him on the pretext of showing him how to save his friends. Maul and Ezra flee to the cave entrance with the possessed Kanan and Sabine in pursuit. Ezra and the and sorry, uh, Ezra and the possessed Kanan engage in a lightsaber duel and Ezra is knocked to the ground. The spirits are unable to leave the cave because the altar is the source of their power. Maul tells Ezra that their paths both lead to a place with twin sons, and that they can walk that path together as brothers. Ezra responds that his friends are trapped inside the cave because of their actions and refuses to abandon Kanan and Sabine. So that that line about walking the path together as brothers, yeah. that yeah. just brings back so many memories of, of Savage Opress and uh, when uh, Sidious kills him on Mandalore and, uh, you know, Maul, Maul was trying to sort of regain his family 
by bringing Savage Press into into his plans, and uh, well, actually, I mean, Savage is the one who kind of finds him, right? But um, is that how that goes? Yeah, that's how it mm-hmm. goes. Yeah. Um, it's been so long. Holy <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, I obviously he misses his brother. He misses his family. Everyone else is gone, as far as Maul is concerned. The Night Sisters. Um, I don't know, like. I'd have to go back and check. Like, were the Knight Brothers wiped out as well by Dooku? Because I know Dooku sent his battle droids to wipe they were. out the Knight Sisters. Did mm-hmm. he also wipe out the brothers? Like, I, I I do kind of remember that um, as happening. I, I, I'm almost positive, but I, again, so, I'd have to go back and look. In, in watching the episode, I thought to myself, like, wait a second. Like, the whole planet's dead? How could that be? How could a whole planet... Um, be wiped out just by one series of events, right? Mm-hmm. But then I got to thinking, like, well, no, there's Zabrak, and Zabrak are actually from Iridonia. Iridonia, right? right? Yeah. Um, and but here we are on Dathomir, which means that the Night Sisters and the Night Brothers are like a specific culture of Zabrak that broke off and went to Dathomir. So it's entirely possible. That it was just those two colonies mm-hmm. of the Night Sisters and the Night Brothers, and that yeah, when they were wiped out, they were wiped out. Yeah, but, yeah. I think um, as far as you talked about that line, I mean that was that was a great line yeah. about you know twin sons that can walk. And I, I I think he's serious about this. I mean, I, I really do think that he wants not necessarily like a. I guess he does want an apprentice. He keeps telling Kanan, "This is my apprentice." Um, and maybe, Mike, that that he is, you know, needs that apprentice because he is going after Obi Wan, mm-hmm. and you know, he, he's he's going he's to go after Obi Wan. He's going to have, hopefully, he's trying to get Ezra to be on on his side or his team, if you will. So, I think that could be something else that he's trying to, um, you know, kind of manipulate uh, Ezra to do. So we'll see sure. how that plays off the rest of the season. Um, Ezra returns to the cave, hoping to rescue his friends. A possessed Sabine creeps on up on him and tells him that it is unwise to enter their sanctuary. Sabine attacks Ezra with a dark saber and he deflects her blows with his lightsaber. He then leads the possessed Sabine towards the entrance where the spirit leaps after him and hurls him to the ground. Ezra uses the force to push Sabine out of the cave. As the spirit is exercised from Sabine's body, she taunts Ezra that he will not defeat them. Ezra then tends, uh, tends to Sabine. She remarks that what he got out of Maul should be worth all the trouble they got into. Ezra warns her not to enter the cave because the spirits will possess her again. When Sabine asks about him, Ezra replies that he has to go, uh, has to go and returns to the cave once more. So uh, this, this part for me, it was just, I love the fact that he was actually using the force to uh, kind of push her out of the cave and uh, actually get the... Um, spirits to kind of exercise out of her so that was a, that was kind of a neat scene uh, a bit of um this is the part of the story where like it was all about it's all about maul and ezra and their connection and what they find out and this all this other kind of stuff is just kind of like how do we get through this because it was kind of easy and yeah. it was kind of you know kind of not sort of a little contrived but hey we'll, we'll give it a break i thought it was a um this is kind of what they had to do so uh anything else mike before we go on no, no. I, is this, okay. I, I think we're right at the end here. Are we going to wrap it up? 
Uh, Ezra charges, I think, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, just yeah. a little bit more. Okay, uh, no, I'll continue. Ezra charges into the cave only to find Kanan on the altar surrounded by a green mist. The possessed Kanan tells Ezra that Maul promised them flesh and blood so that they can rebuild the great clan of the Night Sisters. Ezra replies that it is his debt and offers himself if the spirits release his friend Kanan. The spirit possessing Kanan accepts Ezra's offer, provided that he can prove he is stronger than Kanan in combat. Ezra and the possessed Kanan engage in a lightsaber duel. Ezra tells Kanan that he knows he's in there and vows not to lose his master. He manages to use the force to push Kanan to the ground and offers, uh, and then offers himself up as the spirit exits from Kanan's body. The spirits then rise from the altar as Ezra tells his master to get out of the cave. Spirit demands that Ezra honor his pledge to surrender his flesh and blood. Instead, Ezra uses the Darksaber and his own lightsaber to destroy the altar. This destroys the Night Sisters' power, and they vanish. So, seemingly, like that's the end of the Night Sisters, right? They, they won't come back. But uh, who knows? Is that what you got? Yeah, I'm not sure because, like, I, I'm like, wait a minute, are we going to get Night, uh, Night Sisters kind of back in the story now? But, mm. uh, um, but you think it's that's it now? They're gone for good. I think so. I think that yeah. sort of puts an end to their shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That, that makes sense too. Cause I wasn't sure like why bring the night sisters back and you know, I yeah. can understand Dathomir and being like empty and mall is kind of like sanctuary, but man, now we're bringing night sisters again. I was like, Whoa, but you know, it was a cool, kind of cool to see like the light and the dark, you know, the dark saber and the lightsaber mm-hmm. back again, kind of battling and, and, and we'll, let me finish this up. We'll talk about where this could be going here. Kanan insists that this is the last time they will ever work with Maul while Sabine adds, she hopes so. When Kanan asks Ezra if it was worth it, Ezra replies that the Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi holds the key to destroying the Sith. Kanan doesn't know if Kenobi is still alive, let alone where to find him. Ezra also warns Kanan that Maul is looking for Kenobi as well. When Kanan asks where he is, Ezra explains that the Holocron told them that it was the planet with twin suns. Kanan vows to find Master Kenobi before Maul can get to him, so that they do not lose their chance to destroy the Sith again. The three rebels then leave the Night Sisters' cave. Before leaving, Sabine finds the Darksaber, a symbol of Mandalorian leadership, and takes it with her. I'm here. This is the last time we're working with Maul. I sure hope so. Sabine, I told you to stay outside. Hey, I've never listened to you before. Why start now? Well, was it worth it? Did you find out what you wanted to know? Yes. The answer to my question of how to destroy the Sith is Obi-Wan Kenobi. You think he's still alive? He must be. But Kanan, Maul's also looking for him. So he knows where he is now. The Holocron didn't tell us that. It just told us a planet with two suns. Well, that hardly narrows it down. Well, we're gonna have to figure it out. Because if we don't find Master Kenobi before Maul, there won't be any way to stop the Sith. So Mike, here it is. It's it's to me. It's now a race to Tatooine and to find Obi Wan Kenobi. I mean, what did you think about this? Yeah, I feel like they gotta come back at the beginning of the season, uh, the the second half of the season, and finish telling that story. Right? Like, um, one of the things is that the production order for the episodes was actually uh, last week's episode coming after this week's episode. Mm-hmm. But they swapped them because thematically this week's episode 
matches the the next episode in the production mm. uh, a little bit more tightly. So I hope that that means that it'll be connected to the search for Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, I mean, yeah. like I, I'm just happy that that the thing that I want more than anything is is gonna happen on this show. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how satisfying it is. You know, it's kind of it can go one of two ways. Um, it could be the best thing ever. Yeah. It could also be a total waste uh, of, a, mm-hmm. of a really cool opportunity. So we'll have to wait and see. I I I sort of maintain that it'll be at least good. Um, yeah. But uh, well, who knows? Here's what like here's where I think we could be going, and and it's almost like so big that. Do you tell this kind of story on an animated show? Like, here, I think we're going to a showdown on, on Tatooine with Obi-Wan, with Maul. Ezra's probably going to be around there. Kanan's going to be involved somehow. They're going to be involved. And I do think we could even see somehow, I don't know, I'm not a writer, so I know how you do this, but could we see even a Luke there? I mean, we've seen they bring in Leia into this series. I mean, yeah. we've, if we've seen Leia, why couldn't we? Why couldn't we see Luke? I don't know. You know, I, I just if they went that crazy at the end of the season, um, is that something you think they would tell in this animated form? I mean, it would be it would just be crazy awesome. But I, is that where you think we could be headed? I don't. It's so difficult because it seems like such tricky waters to navigate that yeah. that yeah. you would want to stay away from it. At the same time, they brought Darth Maul back to life on the Clone Wars, right? So really, like, I feel like anything's on the table. Um, And just because we think we know these stories doesn't mean we know these stories, right? Um, Like, the the other part of it being that that some of the legend stories um, don't really count for much anymore. And so, you know, like, this could really go anywhere. We have a lot of preconceived notions, but a lot of that is based on things that we think we already know. And it's, you know, what what if we don't? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what if, in fact, we have no idea what, what happened in the lead up to A New Hope? And there was much more going on that led to Obi-Wan Kenobi being called in sort of, uh, you know, because... Leia goes to Tatooine with a purpose, right? Um, It'll be... Look, here's the biggest thing. We got to see Rogue One. (laughs) Yeah, no, no. I know you're talking. I I, I got you, yeah. I think that that's the missing piece here right now is that Mm -hmm. we're not playing with a full deck, um, but but Lucasfilm is, right? And and definitely like Dave Filoni and, and... and the crew, they are. And if you watch the Rebels Recon for this episode, you'll see that that is absolutely the case. That yeah, the second half right. of the season is going to play in very heavily to the events of, of Rogue One. And, That's what I got, yeah. Um, uh, you know, it, it, it'll be really interesting to see in the timeline exactly where Rogue One falls as compared to, to where we are on in Rebels. Um, we think... You know, uh, because because we think that the series ends when A New Hope begins, that we're out of sync, but we could be wrong. Mm-hmm. And in fact, it could be that 
what we're seeing right now is the lead up into Rogue One and we might be we might be on the verge of that story, right? Like you, you, we don't know. There's just it seems like it seems like the two things are connected. Mm-hmm. Um and how that's going to play out is going to be interesting. Is it yeah. going to affect this Obi-Wan Darth Maul storyline? I don't know. Uh, is it possible that that the two things could be totally connected? Yes, it's it's a hundred percent possible. So, yeah. you know, I think that time's going to tell on this one, and we just got to kind of be a little patient and see where the road takes us. Yeah. Well, some of the stuff. So some close. of the stuff. Go ahead. No, well, no, some I, of the, yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say that I think some of the stuff that we've heard Dave Filoni say in previous interviews that this is kind of where they're going. But, again, doesn't necessarily mean, mean that they're going to fight to the death or anything like that. You know, they could pull a, a, an Ahsoka-type thing on us where um, there's some kind of battle and neither one of them is killed or something like that crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Like I said, we'll talk about that when we get to um, kind of what's coming up uh, in the new year. But I, you're definitely on to – I caught the same stuff from that Rebels Recon about them talking about, hey, let's get through Rogue One, and then this, yeah. show, is gonna, this show looks like it's going to take a turn. So that's interesting. You know what? We didn't mention this, but I'll mention it real quick. Mike Sabine, she finds the Darksaber. Yes. And, uh, again, they made some mention about this. I think it was on the Rebels Recon about how that Darksaber is a symbol of power in the Mandalorian culture. So now that Sabine has it, um, maybe we could see her uh, kind of – her story – uh, kind of rising over this next uh, next yeah, half. Yeah, I I I feel like Sabine is going to be a really important character in the overall mythology of Star Wars. It feels like she's very much in the background of Rebels, um, or at least up until this season, she has been. And I think this season we're going to find out why she's on this team um, mm-hmm. in the sort of gl- gl- larger mythology, mythological sense of it. Right. We know the role that Ezra and Kanan have to play in that, you know, I, I, we got to have Jedi, right. There's got to be some Jedi in the story, but, um, what exactly is it that, that Sabine is there yeah. to, to provide. And I think that we're going to get that Pretty, yeah. pretty quick here, I think. Pretty quick, yeah. <laughs> that's going to be a really big part of the the yeah. second half of the season. Yeah, according to those uh, to that um, episode description we got, so yeah. I'm sure that's coming close. Um, let's uh, let's finish it up, and we'll talk about. Uh, I got an email to to share with everybody. Uh, let's go to the email. What message? The Rebels Podcast. Mailbag. The council is asking you. All right, so we got an uh, email from Martin Aylman, Mike, and uh, he says, so I have a theory about season three and how it's playing out. It actually reminds me a lot of how season three of Clone Wars developed. First half had some highlights, but if you uh, you remember, it had also slow, um, also a lot of filler episodes, sorry, like the Poison Gatorade, the Jogan Fruit, to name a few. Now that Rogue One is about to come out and everyone at Lucasfilm can now talk about the future, I'm thinking that this last half is going to be more focused very much like how Clone Wars ended up being. I guess what I'm trying to say is that everyone out there is um, has a ton of loot. Is what's this say? Out there is some about losing hope. Season three could still be the best season. We've only just tipped the icebergs. Uh, he says, "Can't wait to see the next Rebels trailer." Fingers crossed. 
at a Ewan McGregor voicing announcement. Too much to ask for the holidays, but I'm hopeful. Happy holidays, guys. Thanks again. So, yeah, you know, he, we, we just talked about this, Mike, about this, um, you know, Rogue One coming out. And then we might see some of these characters like maybe Saw Gerrera show up in, in Rebels here, maybe yeah. in the second half, maybe, or something like that. You never know. Um, I'm kind of looking out for that. And uh, he talks about a trailer. I totally forgot. Yeah, we. I'm sure we'll get some kind of like second half trailer sooner. Yeah, or later, I, th- right? I think we will. So I think here's here's the deal. I uh, nothing's gonna happen in the next couple weeks. No, no I. No. Rogue One comes out on Thursday. Uh, I mean, technically Friday, but we're all gonna see it on Thursday, mm-hmm. and that's gonna be all that anybody talks about until the new year. Yeah, I, that's the only marketing that I think we're gonna see. And then I think sometime in the new year, probably right before the show comes back, the week before, they will give us a second half of season three trailer. And Mm -hmm. that second half of season three trailer will include a bunch of details from Rogue One Mm -hmm. um, and sort of give us that idea of like, here are all these things that we can talk about now that you guys have all seen the movie. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that I think Martin's on the right track with that. Sure. Um, it's definitely going to be sort of uh, everything's going to be fair game, I guess, mm-hmm. is, is the best way to say that. Um, once once that movie finally comes out. <laughs> yeah. Um, <right. laughs> you know, I, I think a lot of Star Wars fans are still much more focused on the sequel trilogy than they are on something like Rogue One. Um, we're all excited about Rogue One, but our eyes are still kind of set. You know, like, when are we going to get a, a trailer for Episode Eight? What's the title of Episode Eight? And it's like, uh, you know, you guys, we've got a Star Wars movie coming out this week. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but I think that once that, once we all get to see it, or, you know, the people who have seen it um, are sort of saying that, that there's more to this movie than just... I uh, sort of what we've been sold, which is just the story of how the rebels stole the plans to the Death Star, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's more going on. Yeah. So right. we'll yeah, see. We'll sure. see. Yeah. I I think that that a lot is hinging on the events of that movie and and how tied in that is to other Star Wars mythology because I think it's going to be very tightly tied in. Look, here's the deal. Okay. I'm going to remind everybody that first teaser had some dude in a hood. (laughs) It was very Sith looking, very dark Jedi looking in front of a Bacta tank or something like that. We have no idea who that is. We still have no idea. I think it's Snoke. You think it's Snoke? I, I mean, like... Stay off the internet until Thursday. Like I, I think, because I think yeah. that starting tomorrow, yeah, I think it's 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 going to be the wild west, and I think there's going to be some people saying because there are people seeing this movie, yeah, you know, and and it can only stay hidden for so long. Yeah, um, yeah it's man, we're so close. I know it's we're actually so close, and you I got to be that, careful now. You got to be careful right yeah. now because there's already yeah, like you said, tweets going out and like whoa. Yeah. I think that a lot of the questions that we have are going to be answered by this movie. And mm-hmm. uh, and we all just have to have a little tiny bit more patience 
and in the next couple of days we're going to get answers to some yeah. things that we've been asking for a while <laughs> yeah hey uh next time i on star wars rebels yeah. uh we'll be back next year january 7th is when the show actually comes back so we'll be back uh, a few days after that we're going to be talking ghosts of geonosis and it sounds like mike that we're getting actually both of these parts in a one hour or, you know, basically a one hour episode. I don't know if you were able, if you knew that or not. I um, didn't know that. No, because Disney so. XD up here doesn't bother to show previews or anything. Yeah. Like it's, oh, it's right. kind of silly, but. Yeah. No, they, um, it, it sounds like, I, I think I read that where they're going to actually come back on the seventh with a, with a two bar. We'll see if that, uh, turns out to be true but that's what we're looking at right now so ghost of geonosis part one and two possibly on january 7th the crew returns to geonosis in search of a missing rebel team uh of a missing rebel team sent to investigate suspicious activity there and are surprised by what they find so they also um this is not a clip of the actual episode this is just you guys heard this on on uh, the rebels recon this is just a quick little bite of uh, what is coming uh, next year as far as Star Wars Rebels. Check this out. There's so much cool stuff that's going to happen in the second half. We get more of a sense of what Thrawn is up to, what his calculating sense is, what he's conjuring up for our heroes. It's going to be super exciting. Oh, and what Thrawn doesn't know is... No way! By the time we get into the second half, the world will have seen Rogue One, and we're going to be able to talk more freely about certain elements that are in that movie and how it connects to Rebels. You've watched The Clone Wars, right? Yeah. Do you remember episode... Yeah. Okay, so then that arc, there's the... Mm -hmm. And then if we can... And we're actually going to bring in the entire. Thanks for watching Rebels Recon. We'll be back next year. So, Mike, that was again Henry Gilroy trying to kind of, you know, using his uh, kind of teasing us with stuff there. Obviously, they were messing around. But then also Pablo Hidalgo and Justin Rich, who's a supervising director now, talking about some of the things that uh, we might see or we're going to see uh, on the second half. And um, so, you know, things are going to sound like they're going to start ramping up on this second half. So, looking forward to that. But. That's going to do it for this year, Mike. That is it. That's it for this year. Uh, thank you guys for sticking with us. Thank you for supporting us. Uh, we really appreciate it. I hope everybody's having a good holiday season. Um, it's uh, And I hope it's full of lots and lots of Star Wars gifts. Oh, yeah. Uh, what more could you ask for, right? Um, yeah. I, and, uh, you know, like we said before, I, uh, we got spoiler cast galore coming to the Thunderquack Network. So keep an eye for all out for all of that stuff. Um, it's going to be good. There's going to be lots to talk about even while Rebels is on hiatus. And it's yeah. not that long of a hiatus. It's really only like three weeks, right? So like, and and in the midst of those three weeks is us going to see uh, Rogue One multiple times in the theater. So, yeah. uh, you know, like, what, <laughs> like it's going to be here before you know it. It's not even that much of a break. <clears throat> um. Of course, you can stay up to date with all the latest Rebels news by heading to rebelspodcast.com and uh, following us on Facebook, facebook.com slash rebelspodcast, as well as on Twitter at rebelspodcast. Uh, you can also check out all the awesome podcasts in the Thunderquack Podcast Network by heading to thunderquack.com. And if you want to support us, you can do that by heading to store.thunderquack.com, picking up an awesome Kanan t-shirt or a, or a Phoenix Flame t-shirt. Uh, or, uh, you know, uh, you can also support us by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack and pledging your support over there. Uh, every penny helps. 
We appreciate everybody who does support us. Thank you guys so much for all of that. Um, supporting us on Patreon gets you access to all sorts of cool things like uh, like the Thunderquack Patreon uh, Facebook group and uh, where you can talk to us about all sorts of nonsense, not just Star Wars. We had a really cool conversation about Home Alone the other day, uh, uh, which sounds like a joke, but no, we had a cool conversation about Home Alone. That's a classic. Uh, yeah, lots of fun. Uh, all sorts of geeky stuff, all sorts of ridiculousness on the Facebook group, and I love it. Um, but like I said, that's it for 2016, and uh, we will be back in 2017 for uh the ghosts of geonosis hopefully parts one and two but uh thank you guys for listening uh thanks for for listening all throughout 2016 and uh, we will see you in 2017 see everybody in 2017